Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the October 2nd edition of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am your host, of course, Jake Hughes. Alongside me, after a couple weeks missing, the old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing? One week, wasn't it? Two weeks? Two weeks. You were gone. Yeah, you were gone for 14, over 14 days. Did I miss two shows? You missed two shows. I did one by myself, and I had DJ join me last week. Oh, what do I know? Hey, it's good to be back. I am, I've got to apologize in advance because I am exhausted. <laughs> like I'm fighting, literally, fighting to go to sleep. <laughs> just so people know, literally landed last or yesterday afternoon, evening. Yeah. Yeah. From 4.30 our time. Yeah. And uh, was a what? 13 hour flight? 14 hour flight? No. 10 hour flight. Sorry, only a 10-hour flight. Ten and hours. an eight-hour eight hour difference of time. So for him, yeah. it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. It's um, definitely it's definitely not early. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go through this. If the old man kind of just stares off into the camera for 30 seconds or more, I'll just move on because his brain doesn't always work. Are we going to make this announcement right now? We, we were <laughs> literally talking about it when you hit the button to go well, live. Yeah, because all of a sudden you said it's seven. I was like, right, quick, quick, go. It was like, I don't know. I think we should. I think we should start this off with a huge effing bang. All what right. Well, if you've been paying attention to social media, there have been some tweets talking about next week having a very special guest. Huge. Um, in those tweets, I was actually he's putting up. Huge. He's not He's I tall. Should... He's, he's pretty tall. But he's not fat. No, no, he's not fat. He's just tall. Okay, let's well, make sure people understand. We're not going to have some fat guy on our show. He, I'm the only fat guy allowed on the show. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> no, a, that's not the right answer. He is a very prominent figure in Vancouver in the sports scene. Next week, we are going to have the honor of having Matthew Sakaris join us live or join us on the show um, to discuss the upcoming Vancouver Canucks season how things are going with him and uh, uh, Blake Price with the Sakaris and Price show. And uh, generally, I'm this is probably the most excited I've been about a guest. I think I say that about every guest we get because each guest we get has kind of been a, a stepping stone into bigger and bigger people we have. It's true. It's true. This one's big for you because you have listened to Matt since you were just a little guy. Well, I wouldn't say just a little guy. They've only been doing the show for like 13 years, but I've been listening to them for about 12. You were just a little guy back then. Yeah, I was uh, 12 years ago. Yeah, I was 18. Yeah, yeah. little guy. <laughs> Do I need to go and grab some pictures of you? First, 18, first uh, off, eight... when I was 18, I, I that, that's when I started putting on the figure. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, next week we are going to be joined uh, with Matt Sakaris. We're going to... Again, ask his opinion about what the view on the Canucks, maybe throw in a couple BC Lions questions. And um, if you guys have any questions for us, drop them in the comments in YouTube. Uh, I'm going to make a an event on Facebook so you guys are able to ask questions in there as well. We'll be able to relay the questions to Matt as well. DJ Streams. That is DJ. He, uh, he came in here to fill your gigantic feet nice he says welcome back old man thanks dj and since you've been gone isn't there another dj no am i confused yeah 
Don't we have two? What's the other listener that we have? Um, That's just D. That's D. Oh, D. Sorry. Okay. There's DJ and D. I I got where you were going there. I got. I didn't want to like give you the full clue. Yeah. No. We we got there. We the the, the brainwaves connect. It's been a couple weeks since we've really talked. So that's you know. Yeah, it has. It's probably like the longest we've gone without talking since probably. Mm. probably Since I went to Germany. Yeah. Well, probably when I was on the cruise to the Panama Canal was probably then too. And that was 2019. Yeah, probably. 15 days. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. But Yeah, people, Jake and I talk almost daily. Well, we don't, to be fair, we don't normally talk. I had to think my thoughts through here. We don't really talk on the phone. Like what people, we don't get on the group. We chat. We chat. We chat. We, chat. we we get on this thing. We, we do the we do the duba duba duba. Yeah, the duba 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 duba. Um, how was your Euro trip? It was fan freaking tastic. It really was. Um, the history in Europe. People who haven't been to Europe don't understand the history of Europe or in Europe. Uh, you went to Germany, so you get it. You were in Germany for three months. You get the history. Canadians that haven't been out of the country or Americans who haven't been out of the country don't get that kind of history. Not even out of the country, even just out of, I would say North America, but I include Mexico and North America because you're supposed to, outside of Canada and the United States because Mexico has a very great history. There's a lot of nations that have great history, but Canada and America is so new in comparison to everything to what we know it as because we just came through and destroyed everything. I was sitting today um, thinking about our my the trip we took, um, and like some. I mean, we go. I go to a, a thousand year old monastery in Barcelona. Um, I drive by a place where Julius Caesar was murdered. Like they they know the spot. They pointed it out. It, I was just like, whoa. Well, and like there's castle. Like some of the castles I went to when I was in Germany. They were, they're so old that they don't know when they were built. Yeah. They're literally like, yeah, we, this was here when we showed up. We don't know when it was built. Probably the biggest highlight, the two biggest highlights of, for history would have been Rome and seeing the Colosseum, um, which blew me away because it's way bigger than I thought. And there's way guys- more of it. Fair. Did you guys go into the Colosseum or no? No, we didn't have time. When you're on a cruise, you only have a day. Yeah. So you just don't have time. I mean, I guess we could have, but then we would have missed other things. Everything you would have missed right? everything else you got to experience. Yeah, and I we took we were on a hop on hop off bus um which we did a lot of in a lot of the places because we'd never been there before, so it was a good way to see everything. And well, and if you guys are going somewhere and they're like, "Oh, this seems cool. You can just hop off and you're good." Exactly. Wait for the next bus to come around. Well, and that was a problem in in Rome was it was so busy. That was the biggest thing I took away from Europe is how freaking busy it is. And the roads are like that narrow. And I got to tell you, those people drive like maniacs. They have these little scooters. They don't have rules on the road. I'm guaranteed because I see them go by cops. They don't get pulled over and they can do anything they want. They zig and zag and they zoom. And I was like, what the fuck? But and they kept up, making me sit in the front of the taxi. Those taxi drivers are crazy, Jake. I think it's just they're confident in where they're going, especially the yeah. taxi drivers in some of these places. 
Uh-uh. I think it's very different. There's a lot of traffic circles, and I know your oh, opinion on traffic circles. Fucking hate them. Oops. <laughs> They're the. To be well, fair, I understand why you hate them. You, you they weren't a thing when you were growing up. Now in your old wow. age, you're like. Arr. They're the best way to do things. Get off my lawn. Exactly. So anyway, starting to sound like the start, sorry, you're starting to sound like the people on Facebook being like, "The horn ruined the viewing experience." So yeah, yeah. Dom, Dom says, "There goes your European audience." Because <laughs> <laughs> we have such a huge viewing, and um, we might. I actually told people about our show, yeah. um, in Europe. So you never know. Um, but the so. Rome was a real cool place, and I got to see the Colosseum and walk through St. Peter's Square, which was really, really cool. Um, then the other place would be Pompeii. Pompeii would be super cool to go to. I mean, you figure that this city was buried in 79, yes, two digits, 79 AD, and they've yeah, well, uncovered... Saying, he's not shortening it down, being like, 79, yeah, 1979. No, yeah. 79 AD. Yeah. They've uncovered 80% of this city. And it's just incredible. Like, they had lead pipes. They had running water in the buildings. Um, It was... What got me, the, what really stuck in my head was, they had lead pipes in, in 79. 0079. We didn't realize how bad lead was until, like, in my lifetime, they still had lead in the paint. <laughs> it's like, hmm, mm. interesting. They also had a brothel. Of course they did. It's the world's the, oldest profession. The brothel on the like the outside f- structure had, can I say penises? Will they kick us you off the air? Did. You okay. just did. So. They I mean, had to be penises. fair, it's our air. We can, we can say whatever we want. No, because we're on Facebook today. All right. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> So, anyways, well, we've, already said the, it, we've already said it twice. So, they 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 had the male parts hanging off the buildings, so people knew what it was because a lot of people came to the city that didn't speak the same language. So, anyways, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, the cruise is a cruise; it's freaking just cool it's, to cruise. It, I was gonna say it's it's luxury on a it's a luxury resort on on the sea. Yeah, it's cool, but it was fun. It's good. Uh, but to be honest, I'm glad we're home. Uh, 14 days is 15 days is a long time to be away. I'm glad to be home. Glad to be back at it. Let's talk sports. Now, I was going to ask you. Oh. Did you watch a lot of sports? Did you keep up with the sports? I tried to. Like, obviously, I got the scores and whatnot and all the news. But with a time difference, I woke up one morning. I actually set my alarm for 5 o'clock. To be able to listen to the um, the Lions game. Should I go on a rant now or should I save it? No, I think you should go on a rant now. I feel like the, the fans have been deprived of an old man rant for a little while. So here I am, not in Canada, not able to get TSN, not able to watch football on TSN. Continue. Continue. So I think, no problem. They've got CFL Plus. I can watch it there. Nope. Couldn't. No way to watch it. The ship didn't have CBS, so we <laughs> there's no way to watch it. Oh, because it was on CBS Sports Network. It's, yeah, in the States. 
But I thought, like, the entire point of CFL Plus was that even in Europe, you could watch it. I guess Italy, France isn't part of that. I don't know, but they wouldn't let me. I was pretty frustrated. Um, but I was I able to log on to my radio player. Um, get the radio. And listen to the BC Lions broadcast, which was always fun because those guys are hilarious. If you've never so, listened to a game on the radio, listen to a BC Lions game. Listen Bob, to Caravetta. Caravetta and Bob Marjanovic, probably two of the best. Yeah. Was this the game? Was this the this week's game against the Riders? Yes. Okay, so I I had a football game, last minute football game Friday. So I'm like, Jake, can you do this? Yeah, cool, whatever. Get in the vehicle and it's just about kickoff. So I'm like, cool, I can listen to the radio. I'm getting home as the uh, interception was thrown that um, they determined was incomplete. They After review, they determined it was incomplete. I thought, uh, what's his name? I'm terrible with names. Not Marjanovic. Caravetta? Caravetta was going... It sounded like me and you were calling the game. And like it's it's fun because they they need to be biased and they are biased. But he was like, how in the hell are you calling that an interception? And I was like, I need to... like I'm literally parked outside, so I'm sure the dogs were freaking out of your house being like, I can go inside and watch it, but I'm, I'm interested to see how his reaction to everything. And, and you've got... You've got the sideline reporter is um paul mccallum paul mccallum which has he has no business being a sideline reporter they fired him on the air he was suspended they gave him a red card (laughs) (laughs) i was laughing so hard but Uh, yeah so i did keep up with the news um obviously i still had facebook and i still had twitter and oh that's sorry that's one thing i wanted to discuss on the podcast publicly in front of everyone all right you're going on vacation. You're trying to take a step away from everything and relax. And what do these two lovely human beings who are in my life do? They take pictures as if they're like 13-year-olds and like photo dump every day and talk about their day on it. And like the entire time, literally, I'm sitting at home. I'm like, just just do one giant photo. Just do one giant photo dump. That's what we one did. One giant photo dump at the at the end of the cruise. Oh no, we did that daily. Do you, do you know how many pictures we have in that album? Yeah, I'm aware. I saw There's them every like day because Facebook days. is like, oh, you sometimes comment on these people. Here's all their pictures. See them three times a day. We actually had people liking every picture. Oh goodness! I could, so you can you know imagine what? what that would do to your phone. <laughs> Well, and my big thing is when I go away, like I'm going away in 16 days to Vegas, I'll have my phone on. So if I get separated from uh, the friend I'm going with, I'll be able to message him. But if you guys start messaging me, I'm literally just going to turn off my dad and say, sorry, no one's home. Like I'm there to get away from reality and away from everything. We got what we, what they call orange SIM cards. Yeah. Orange SIM cards. Yeah. They're orange. Okay. It's the name of the company, and they're only for Europe. And it was like sixty bucks for a twenty gig orange SIM card. Oh, that's so not we bad. put so we put these in our phone. I figured out how to do it, and all of a sudden we had thirty gigs. They give us an extra ten gigs. Not going to complain about that. Yeah. So I mean, I only used two. It's not like I used a whole lot because we're on the ship and we had Wi Fi. We have. See, like it's so just. The last time we went on a cruise, I think it was before the smartphone revolution. 
Oh God, yeah. Because we so would leave there our was phones, no. We would leave our phones in the. Um, we put them in the safe. Yeah, or at home. Do you remember the rule? Like, drop yeah, your phone we, on the shelf. Always. Like, yes. and that's where my that's where my brain is at on vacations. It's like I don't need like again if I'm going with a group of people, it's always nice to have data and have service just to text, be like, hey, like if I wake up earlier, if I wake up later, hey, where are you guys? Like everything like that. But yeah don't need to be posting every single day take a break relax jake if i get any more relaxed i'd be dead well i mean i saw you almost like broke your ankle or something so there's a picture i meant to download it so i could show you of we're in pompeii and i was really concerned about allison because a lot of times she's not that stable on her feet so i'm helping allison and making sure she's not gonna fall because literally there's rocks for the road and they're just placed like the drainage system at Pompeii was blew my mind like they were so far advanced it was insane I think aliens were involved anyway so I'm literally making sure she didn't fall and I put my foot down and I felt it and I went oh and it went over and it was like not even halfway through the two hour um, thing oh. we were in and it was cool. The tour we took in Pompeii, we had these like funky glasses we could put on our heads. Should have taken pictures of them with on our were head. They, they look like silent glasses. Can I, can I glasses. guess? So the, were they AR glasses so you could see what it would have looked like before everything? Yeah. So it was, I talked to the guy that was there. Like we had our leader, our uh, tour guide, but then yep. this other guy came with us and he had his phone. And it was a program he ran off his phone that worked the glasses. And you basically watched a video um, of what it would be like as you were standing there. See, did they have people going around and kind of, or was it just kind of like, this is what it would look like. The buildings would have fully restored and everything. And no, they didn't have a video of the brothel. I'm sure you tried. Apparently we didn't pay that much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's too much information, but we have been talking about your trip for 20 minutes now. So let's talk about some news. I said, let's talk sports. Yeah. I got distracted. It's fine. Yeah. Um, some of the news I know you kept up with because we, we talked about it very quickly. Yes. And the reason I added, there's a lot of text on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, but the BC Lions added Colin Kaepernick to their negotiation list. Explain what now, the negotiation I've, list is. I had to do some searching into this because I knew what it was, but I couldn't explain it. Basically, it allows BC Lions to have first dibs on Colin Kaepernick to discuss things. The negotiation list was put into place um, because the draft is usually not people who go in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. And you put up to 45 people onto this negotiation list. That does not mean Colin Kaepernick couldn't go to Saskatchewan and sign a contract. It just means that BC Lions would be given a heads-up notice that he's talking with Saskatchewan. We would have first right of refusal. Um, Yeah. The way I understood it and the way I read it is, if you understand the NHL um, RFA rights, restricted free agent, where, yeah, technically I'm a free agent, I can go sign this contract, but my team that holds my contract can match it. Yes. That's what it is. But... But the, some of the information out there on the internet, and the reason why I wanted to put that information in to start this is Colin Kaepernick going to the CFL. No, that is not what's happening. Trust me, I'd love for that to happen. I'd love for 
me to say next year we might have Colin Kaepernick trying out for quarterback. But that's not the case. The amount of people that lost their shit because Colin Kaepernick was put on a negotiation list, a negotiation list. He, they, they didn't even talk to him. They just put him on the negotiation list. Was hilarious. Like I was laughing, freaking reading Facebook. I was oh. just howling because no way that MFR should be up here. That he'll take a knee during our national anthem. And Good, blah, blah, that's blah, fine. Blah. Oh my God, people. So we've talked about this before, off, before we even did the podcast, right? especially when Colin Kaepernick was doing it. Yes. And I'm all for it. I'm all for protesting. I, I, I think protesting is good. People who know me, who've been to sporting events with me, know I'm very big on taking off your damn hat while the national anthem is playing. Both the American and the Canadian national anthem take off your hat. It's a sign of respect. Yes. However, if you're going to... To me, the hat... And I don't know why it just been bred into me. The hat is the most disrespectful thing. He, Colin Kaepernick, took off his helmet and took a knee. He was respecting the anthem, but doing something to make something known, to be to make a, a ruckus. And guess what? It worked peacefully. Very there peacefully. was no riots. No, but you know what happened? He got blackballed from the league from it. Yeah. So, also when Colin Kaepernick and oh and no, went, he was horrible. He was such a horrible player before this. That's why he was blackballed. It had nothing um, with to hit to him taking a knee. You bunch of freaking people um but and your, also your when mom's he went to... your mom's asking a question she's well no she's making a statement she says va is doing awesome though yeah so was travis lule until he wasn't so was dave and dickens until he wasn't it's not like he's gonna come up and take his it's like the chances of colin kaepernick playing in the cfl is probably less than five percent yeah but if to me the big thing when I heard this and when Farhan Lolji retweeted or tweeted it out, there was no information on if there was conversations. I was like, maybe they they'd reached out and like back channel, and that still could be the case. There could be some it back channel. Very could. Hey, would he be interested in, in if we gave him a, uh, a a tryout? Yes. But to me, this would be the perfect time to have those conversations. Say, hey, come up now, start learning the game. Yes. Hey, here's some footage. Go watch this and tell me what you see. Yes. Because then when he comes into training camp, it's not, here's the rules of this Canadian Football League. It's, this is our offense. Let's see if you can learn it and see where you're at. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the chances of it happening. I mean, people are so freaked out look about at it. Man, look at Manziel. Like, everyone's like, oh, he's going to come in and take over the league. Yeah. Had less than he a cup really of coffee. He did really good, didn't he? Had less than a cup of coffee. But, you know, the CFL is a, a terrible league. So this, I think, was, how do I phrase, what's the words I'm looking for? This was a Colin Kaepernick trying to get his name out there. I don't think so. Because before this, he had just sent a, penned a letter to the Jets. Yep. And you know who, what they're talking about now? ESPN? Uh, they're talking about the BC Lions. Yes. They're talking about the CFL. Do you think do you think Farhan might have been um, put up to do this, you, or do you, decided, do you think? Hey, do you think the BCPR team or um, a guy who 
let's say an entrepreneur of a tech company who likes to disrupt things came out and was like, guys, this is an easy PR story. And all you do is two CFL head office. We're adding Colin Kaepernick to our negotiation list because no one else has him. Send. And he's been added. That's all it is, people. And then you shoot a, a quick little text message. Hey, Farhan, we've added Colin Kaepernick to our list. Please retweet it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sorry, X. I think it's called Xing now. I don't know. It's it's not tweeting. It's not called. It's not tweeting. You do, you don't quote tweet anything anymore or retweet. You repost. See, this was really difficult this last two weeks because you kept going to X instead of Twitter. Well, celebrity, celebrity. We're on the ship. Celebrity is the name of the company. Guess what their sign is. That's their logo on all the ships. Guess what their app is? They have an app. Did you know that? Oh, you've showed me this before. It's, I think you showed. I think you tried to show the the it's audience. An X. <laughs> so you go to you go to either one, and it's the wrong one. It's like Jesus. So anyway, um, a lot to do about nothing. It got yeah. it got the high uh, big spotlight put on BC. Good for you. Good and job, the CFL. DC. Not just that. And the CFL, because every oh, yes. everyone who was talking about it was like the um Colin Kaepernick has been signed to a negotiation list or has, has been put on a negotiation list for the CFL. CFL is a Canadian football league. This is a bit of the history. They had it's... Doug Flutie. They like and they'll talk about Warren Moon. They'll talk oh, yeah. about the players that they know about, right? So it's it's, insane. it's exposure. It's exposure. It's the smartest thing the league could have done. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was no. tagged in a post and I had to look at it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Jake's on the um, air and he's tagging me in post, man. I do my best. <sighs> I do my best to keep everyone, you know, entertained. Um, speaking of good for the league or bad for the league, the Toronto Argonauts, their decision to rest my Chad. God. Kelly. Now, I literally, good for the league or bad for the league? I think it's the best for the league, really. Of course it is. It's good for the league and it's um, good for the Toronto Argonauts who already locked up first place. And why would you put in your star quarterback with the cheapest team in the league who, who you know is going to come after him? No, no horrible. Time out. Time out. Time Murph out. Time out. Time out. Yes. Saskatchewan. Might be the dirtiest team in the league. True. Yeah, you got a point there. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I might be, I might be thin hairs, but it's. But I mean, teams have done this for eons. We just I haven't mean... seen it in a long time because there hasn't been a team as dominant as Toronto to have locked up a home field playoff position with this many games left. Oh, but it's a schedule. The Toronto Argonauts have an easier schedule than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Like, yeah, I you're right more. because. Sorry, let's. So the the Argonauts just played four games in a row without a bye, and they have another six games to go without a bye. How many buys do does Winnipeg have in that uh, the next six weeks? They have one. Yeah, they have one. Um, every other team except for the Argonauts have one still. And ask what the Argonauts or the Winnipeg's record is against Eastern teams. It's not that good. Mm. Anyway, and um, I think it's good for the team, or I think it's good for the league. Um, I think it's was. Just a bunch of Smurf mafias Smurf and Smurfies um, going off and they sold their stadium out. And how dare they not play their players? Shut up. 
You barely beat um, them with with their third string quarterback. Not just that, but also, do you think the league was like, "Hey, we need the Bombers to win," because well, and we'll talk about it in depth when we when we get into it. But this week's going to be a pretty big week. It's going to be a very big week it's going to be for the kind Western of a big week. Um, no, I think again, just like the Colin Kaepernick uh, situation, I want to touch on it because um, it was. It was news, but it was it was news about nothing. It was ooh, look at my hair. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> Correct, J- exactly. It was ooh, look at my hair. Seriously, um, that's, that's what it was. Yeah. It was just stupidity. I I, I was um, blown away that it was as much news, and it wasn't just on Facebook. Like it wasn't just chatter and uh, let's talk CFL. Um, it was on new like. Reporters TSN was it covering it. Three, three Down Nation picked it up, and it's like, it's guys, like, it's good it's for the again, year. If you well, have, if it, you're, if you're at the end of the season and you have the season locked up, but it's not usually seven games left. That's the issue. Well, Toronto's that good. They're seven games ahead, and they're like, cool. We can literally, if I'm, if I'm them, I'm playing second, third string quarterback, and everyone. Well, see what I look at is smart move, Toronto. Remember the last time where I was giving Winnipeg a really hard time about leaving their quarterback in to run up the score on, I forget what team they were playing. Maybe it was flat, uh, Stamps. It was a long time ago in my brain. Anyways, and the quarterback got like banged up. Hmm. Maybe they should have sat their quarterback when they were that far ahead. Similar to what Toronto did. They had a really big lead. They have a really big lead. They can't afford to sit. Anyway, much to do about nothing. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, I didn't make a bumper for it because I t- completely forgot. We have more preseason games. We've had preseason games well since you've been gone. We've yeah. had Canucks games. I, I somebody sent me a thing, of course, because freaking Flame fans that oh my god, Flames beat the Canucks ten nothing. We did. We we discussed this l- last week on the show. We, Who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's preseason. Not just that, but it was also, um, it was also a very little NHL experience squad versus yeah. the top two lines of yeah. the Flames. Don't get me wrong; ten nothing is embarrassing, and embarrassing. the team should be embarrassed. But it's preseason. Let's grow up. So, if, does that mean because we beat Edmonton this week that we should be planning the Stanley Cup parade? Like, well, come on. To be fair, we we lost to um, Edmonton in overtime and beat Edmonton five to two. So yeah. really, but in the game, to me, the the highlight of the last the, the three games this week was mm-hmm. that Oilers game on Wednesday because we didn't play a lot of our big names and we took the game to overtime against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. Like, yeah, I don't it's- know. I know. You can- it's preseason. It's the big thing I want to talk about is last week. Me and DJ we went through and kind of laid out our starting roster. I'm not going to ask you that. Yep, DJ and I. We went through and picked our depth chart or starting starting lineup. I'm not going to ask you to do that because you haven't been here, and I guarantee you, you'd be like, I don't know any of these players' names anymore. Um, I see the list of players that got sent down. Yes. So I want to touch on that afterwards. However, the um the top pairing defenseman 
so far, still to this point, with only uh, two preseason games remaining, is a guy named Cole McWard. He is a. They signed him last year. He is a college free agent signing, oh. undrafted, playing with Quinn Hughes. Seriously, he they they've done a fantastic job, and I think it's the way they should do it for the regular season. They shelter his minutes by playing him with Quinn Hughes. And it sounds silly because Quinn Hughes is getting these big, a lot of time, but Quinn Hughes kills penalties. Quinn Hughes is on the power play. If you need to, if you really desperately need it, you can put Ian Cole in place of Cole McWard. And they've been doing that occasionally. Did I not read somewhere? What's the new coach's name? Talkit? Talkit. Um, saying something as the defense is going to be played by committee. Yeah, and that was basically in response to the um, people asking who's going to be that pe- first, pe- like who's going to play with Hughes, because it's mm. the biggest question, and it's the question we've had for since we've had Hughes since Tanev left in twenty twenty one, I think twenty two, whatever year that was, twenty one. But um, yeah, basically Hughes has his main partner with uh, McWard. But Hughes is playing like double, if not triple, the minutes that McWard is playing. And they're yeah. sheltering him. They're putting him in an offensive zone face-off, which is where you want Hughes anyways. Well, yeah. And he's not killing penalties. To me, it's the smartest way to do it. Then you have um, Heronic and Cole on your second line, and Susie and Myers as your third line. And that, to me, is the way you need to be running. Like, don't get me wrong. Tyler Myers has paid too much to be a third-pair defenseman. That's where his skill set is right now. And it's not against, that's not a shot against him. He's a NHL defenseman through and through. Yes. Go, if me and you tried to lace up the skates and, and just watched him on, we didn't have to lace up skates. We were just sitting on the bench watching him play. We'd be like, this guy's amazing. But when it comes to that level of NHL player, he's not a top line uh, minute eater anymore. No, exactly. Is, no, I totally is, agree. He can kill penalties. He's got the long reach. And when he's not tired, I think he's going to make smarter plays. And hopefully we go from chaos draft to just draft. We can drop the chaos. He can be calmer. And I think Rick Tockett's influence in the games I have been able to see has really shown that in the defensive end, things are calmer this year. It doesn't feel as squirrely. That would be nice. Um, plus, Vasily Pod Colson was sent down um, to the AHL. He was waived. Yeah, he was actually, um, was he waived? No, he wasn't waived, sorry. He was. He didn't need to go through waivers. Oh, okay. Um, but there was a lot of hope for him. They, like He started a training camp um, with JT Miller and Brock Besser. Right. I was really hoping that that would stick. And it just it's just not there. And, and uh, a player you picked, I think he's a top 10 pick. I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. It's it's at this point it's it's really disheartening because we've seen blips of that of that skill that just don't. Well, that's what I keep thinking. Around. Every once in a while, you'll see him like shine, and then it's like okay. So, listening to um, Canucks talk on Sportsnet six hundred and fifty down in Vancouver, they're talking about it, and the uh, Thomas Drantz, who also writes for the Athletic, very well connected. He believes that the issue with Pod Colson is that he's never had a consistent line, ever. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. So he's hoping, and the 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 vibe he was giving out was that they're going to put him in the AHL. Yeah. And give him that line and say, "Let's go, get your confidence." If it takes you an entire season to get the confidence, great. They're not edibles. They look like edibles, but they're not. I, that's exactly what I thought they were. I did. Literally, I, I bought the... So for those not well, watching on YouTube... Not watching the show, I'm holding up food that Jake left on my desk when he stayed at my house. Um, I was walking through Walmart, and I saw... the Because it had, there's a big 3G on the front, and I was like, three grams? Like, I was like, since when did uh, Walmart start selling, like, edibles? They're just like low sugar snacks and they taste exactly how you think they would. Gross. Okay. I won't eat them then. Um, but yeah, that's really all everything I had to talk about with the Canucks. I know you've when been. When does this season start? Like the regular season. Wednesday, October 11th. So it's coming up nine days. Nine days away. JT Miller days away. Nine well, days away. Which is why I'm going to plug it again for those who weren't here. We're going to have Matt Sakaris on the show next week on the on the ninth, two days before puck drop on the season. How cool is that? Smart thinking because I think ahead. Um, when schedule. Now, is he going to be live or? No, more than likely not. It will be our first ever pre-recorded uh, interview, so uh, we'll speak with him earlier in the day. Which is why I want to make that event because I like having questions brought in from the audience. If there are any questions for yes. for Matt Scaris, um, I'm going to create the group. Please do post it if you have any questions for him in the comments. Leave the comment now or whenever you're watching this, and uh, I'll pose a couple of the questions to him because, um, again, we're a fan podcast. We know what it's like to to want to have a voice, and when people read your comments out on on a show, it, it feels good. So that's why we do it. What we do feels good. It feels good. Feels good. Boo, doo, 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 doo. I knew that it would now. Um, DJ mentioned uh, doing it by committee, talking about uh, Quinn Hughes on defense, like a baseball team with a bunch of good relief pitchers. Yeah. That's exactly what Quinn Hughes needs because Quinn Hughes can play 30 minutes a night. I don't want him to. I'd much rather him play 20 minutes a night, but he could pay, play 30 minutes a night and split that with three different partners. There's no issue with that. Yeah, exactly. No. Um. Yeah. Any, any other words on the Canucks before we jump into reviewing CFL? I had to laugh because um, Jake sent me uh, a message <clears throat> earlier today um, and he promised, and I guess he said it on the air, that he promises yes. that he's going to stay positive of, on the Canucks all season long. No, 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 that is not what I said. You're adding, you're adding extra you, words. Well, you, well, what does it mean no. then? I'm going to go into the season with a positive, optimistic attitude, which means we lose a game, especially when you lose 10 nothing. I could have gone on a diatribe on a 10 nothing loss in preseason, and I chose not to. I was the I, I became bigger, and I'm going to be positive. I'm not going to be my normal narcissistic waiting for the 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 the, the bridge to collapse when it comes to not narcissistic, pessimistic, Jesus Christ pessimistic well, I was going to leave narcissistic pessimistic in there. That, I that, liked that, it. that one 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 brick will crumble and the entire team will collapse self I'm reading and I'm I'm going to read it verbatim. verbatim I also made a promise to the audience that's you guys 
I'm going to try and stay positive with the Canucks. Not just try, going into the season. Try to stay positive. If they go, if they start the season again and go on a 0-5 run, yeah, oh, I'm going to tear into them. If they... No, we're staying positive. We're going to come out of the gate. The hardest game that we can play is the first two games we play this year. Who is it? The Oilers. Oilers back back. at home. Oilers at home on the 11th. Oilers um, in Edmonton on Saturday. We're going to get our asses handed to us. I don't think so. You don't think so? You think the Canucks think so. going to have a team this year? I, I hope you're I right. Really, I really God, do. And I hope you're right. Like, I'm... You can't again, see it, I, but I'm running my my hand, my thingy. Cursor? Huh? Your cursor? My cursor over my Canucks logo because I just hope they have a good team this year. I don't, you know what good is, is I just want fun hockey and I want positivity because the last two years we've had nothing but negativity in the earliest part of the season with losses, the, the handling of Bruce Boudreaux and that situation. Oh, let's not forget the year before that, the handling of Travis Green situation. Oh, and then there was also allegations against our owner, which still have yet to be proven in court, and the NHL said nothing about. Let's not forget about that, guys. There are allegations from his kids. <laughs> this is Jake being positive. But the this on is ice Jake is great. No. To, to, I, okay. I will I will say this. I will be positive from from Patrick Alv or from Jim Rutherford down. Jim Rutherford down, positive. We're gonna we do. We have a team that I think very easily could be finishing the top three in the Pacific. I think we can make the playoffs. Yeah, top three in the Pacific would make sure you make the playoffs. Like that I don't be- even I think wild card is a definite viability or a definite reality. I think top three is doable because you've got Edmonton, you've got Vegas, and then everyone else is a crapshoot. So what do we call as we finish up with the um Canucks? What do we call a success this season? First round, uh, home playoff games. Really, like in my opinion, a, even if it's a first round exit, that's a that's a that's a positive move because okay. this core of players has never played a game at home in the playoffs. Maybe that's a great question to ask Matt next week as well. I I definitely think it is because I think again. In my opinion, and I am someone who's a fan, just a fan watching from the outside, this core, if they don't play well, if if things are, again, falling off, the, the, the wheels are falling off in the first month again, you have to blow it up. You have to. There's no other answer. You fired two coaches. Well, haven't they pretty much? Well, I guess they haven't really blown it up, have they? I was going to say, no. haven't they really blown it up? But not really. Oh, Horvat, really? Like that's yeah. They they made a big move, and I'm still hoping that that's the that's the light at the end of the tunnel for someone like Patterson and Hughes and, and Miller, who like playing with these guys from all counts, or some hey, of these guys, anyways. Your mother says, "Be positive." I am being positive. This is a great team on paper. I would put this team against any other team in the Pacific, excluding. Excluding Vegas and the Oilers. Okay, thank you. Yep. Th- yeah. To me, those those are the two who are in one two, and then you've got Calgary. So you really think we could finish third? Yep. I do. Wow. Because I think Vancouver, with again Thatcher Demko and um, Swayman as your goaltending duo, you have a bona fide starter and you have a bona fide backup. Yeah. 
you've got support for Quinn Hughes. You've got um, Ian Cole and Heronik on your second pair. Tyler Myers and Susie on your third pair. Those guys are solid. Def- All four of them are solid NHL defensemen. There's one question mark on the defensive end with who's going to play um, with Hughes. Like, yeah. I think McWard is the right decision for now. But as we get into the regular season, if things fall off, we have options to throw in there. Where's the... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the drop deadline. Like, where is that... Um you have to show that you're a contender by, is it by Christmas? No, uh, American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. There's so in been November. One, there's been one team that was outside of a playoff position by Amer- American Thanksgiving that made the playoffs um, that year. And it was the Blues when they fired their coach and went on the run of a lifetime and ended up winning the cup. Yes. So. Okay. It's it's it, I think it's going to be fun because you've got LA, who I think are set for a step back. You've got Calgary who's set for a step forward with a new coach and a new atmosphere. And then you've got the Canucks. Arizona's not going to be a competitive team. Anaheim's not going to be a competitive team. San Jose's not going to be a competitive team. So you've got three teams fighting for one guaranteed position and then in the central for the wild card. Right. To me, Vancouver has an advantage on the top ends talent over like the forward top end talent over Calgary and the Kings. They don't, they have a disadvantage at top end talent in the defensive end, uh, in, like defensively. Yeah. Who's going to win. And it's really, who's going to win that end. Can Rick talk system, a defensive based system work with the forward group that we have? Cause if it does, we're going to see a, we're not going to see a bunch of eight to three games like we saw last year. It's going to be a bunch of two, one, two, three, two games. As long as we get a W. At, really? I, I, mean, I, I had a lot of fun last year watching Bruce's system. Didn't get us anywhere. Yeah. If, if I'm bored watching the game, but we get the win, I'm bored watching the game and we get the win. And I'm excited because we're getting playoff hockey. End yeah. of story. And once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. That's why I love the beginning of the season. Because right now, anybody can win the cup. 32 teams have their eyes on getting into the Lord's Anybody Stanley can win playoffs. the cup. How many, when's the last time a team's won a cup back to back? Um, recently Tampa Bay. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't happen that often. No, That's it's like, the, it's it, it, like, I want to say it was 21, 22. Could be. Let's um, move to the Let's, CFL. Yes, we had a very interesting week in the CFL. Um, this first game I was not able to watch. I was able to watch some of the highlights. I don't know if you've, uh, the old man, because you were gone. Um, CFL on YouTube. We brag on CFL media a lot. CFL YouTube, one day after the game, has a 10 to 15 minute video showing all the highlights of the uh, every important moment of the game. Seriously? Seriously. I would recommend it. Oh, you should have told me that when I was away. I my that. brain my brain was focused on like actual work today. I know it's I haven't called you that in a long time. It's true. It's cuz I'm usually on top of things lately. So Winnipeg uh beat up on the Argos. No, they didn't. No, they did not they did not beat up upon. 
They were losing right before the Lions game started is when they sco- when they finally pushed it in to, sc- to take a 28-21 to 21 lead. <laughs> and then the Argos put in their third-string quarterback. <laughs> it's a 10-point game. They barely beat their third-string, second-string quarterbacks. And I believe they sat a lot of other players as well, not just Kelly. Yeah, from what no, I read. Um, I believe, like, from my understanding, and again, because I didn't watch the game, it's very hard for me to know exactly what's going on, yeah. is they were kind of rotating a lot of their um, backups in at different positions throughout the game. So it wouldn't be a full backup squad, but it would be like second unit running back, first unit um, uh, receivers. And then the next series would be different, moving some guys around to see different things. Might as well. You've got seven weeks to prepare for the Great Cup, or for yeah, not for give the, Winnipeg the not give Winnipeg the opportunity to for any scouting. Wait, wait, that might be an Brilliant. actual strategy. Really, you don't play you don't play a team, and you have a, I would say a fifty percent, fifty percent chance of seeing Winnipeg in the Great Cup. Yeah, really, like it's gonna you, be, I would. Let's face it, Argos are going to make it through the East. It's going to be Winnipeg, BC. Anything's possible, so I don't want to say for sure. But I'm going to say 49% BC, 49% Winnipeg out of the West, and 2% Saskatchewan. I'm going to go with, you're not going to show Winnipeg your starting offense because Hmm. you haven't played them all year. Exactly. Yeah. There's video of them, don't get me wrong, but video versus actually seeing it live and seeing the adjustments being made, completely different. Exactly. Um, Mafias were just the Smurf Mafia was just like honestly, and I'm I'm gonna say this, it's gonna sound terrible because we're on social media. You should follow us on everywhere. I took a break from social media basically this week. And I watched the games and I enjoyed all of them. I didn't I didn't care what was happening. Yeah, I enjoyed it's... the games that I watched. It was fun. CFL's a fun game to watch. Come however, on. however. These double-header games. I love them. I like them. I, I don't love them. Because how do you not give yourself a half-hour buffer space in a contact sport such as football? Because yeah. not this week. Last week, I knew I wasn't going to be there. I had football until late. So I recorded both games. I got home and I wanted to watch the Lions game. Go to the Lions game. For the first 20 minutes, it's not the Lions game because the other game uh, had run over. Oh. They cut to the Lions game. It's the end of the first quarter. But you could have watched it on a different channel. If I was home, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recorded yeah. it. How am I supposed to know? I even gave, I even on the, um, on the BC game, I gave an extra hour of overrun just in case overtime happens. Crazy things happen. Fix your shit, TSN. Wow. He's kind of grumpy tonight. Got DJ pulling up the stats here, by the way. Um, we'll go back to that at the end of the end of the uh, podcast here. Then we go into the Friday night game in which the old man talked about. He listened to and the BC Lions win at home against the Saskatchewan Friders by a score of 26 to 33. And let's face it, this the score doesn't give the game justice. BC dominated uh, most of the game. 
And uh, yeah. I, yeah, of course, I'm a BC fan. Um, I even held up the wrong right hand this time. Did you notice that? I did. I That's why I was giving you a clap. <laughs> um, well, to but... be fair, it's because you swapped the flags. I did. I swapped. Yeah, that's that's why you that's why you almost got it wrong. See, I'm covering yeah, for you. That's right. Yeah. Um, but in all reality, um, BC allowed riders to score a touchdown at the end of the game because <clears throat> they were probably sitting half their players because that's what you do when you've yeah. got a big lead um, and a really important game coming up. Um, so it was. It was good to see BC actually play above the team they're playing rather than play yes. down to the team they're playing, which they because, tend and it, to do. Now, is that – it's something we see a lot, especially with the BC Lions. Is that because the team – like, the team is good enough and they know that? Yes. Is that, like, oh, we don't need to – like, not, not mentally they go out there and they're like, we're not going to play 100%, but they get out there and they're like – well, that was easy. Do we really need to go 100%? And they they take it down and then they start getting pushed back and then they have to turn it up again? Is it... I'd love to... Have, that's another question if we ever have um, uh, Mr. Bruce back on. Arlen Bruce. We could have him on. Um, to ask him. Because to me, that's what it seems like is that especially someone like VA3 who you can tell is very emotional when he's playing the game, when he's in the zone. Yes. And then there are times where it's just like... you. I don't know if it's just me being hypocritical and watching and he's just very calm and I'm not a calm person when I'm watching sports. So I blame your mom. He, when like when he walks off, he's like calm and relaxed. And I'm like, you just threw an interception. Why aren't you beating yourself up? And it, I mean, he's a pro athlete. He knows what he's doing better than I know what I'm doing. Steady. Exactly. But then when he goes and throws a big bomb, he's celebrating. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't compute to me because it's the same. Re- it should be the same, but opposite reaction. Yes. I know what you're saying. Um, no, it, it's going to be a very, very fun game. Um, this upcoming week. Let's, let's talk about this game coming up because. Do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about let's, the last no, game? Let's, let's talk about the last two games. Montreal Alouettes showed up and just had their way with Ottawa. Like there's no <laughs> 32 to 15. It wasn't close. It wasn't like, and I get it. The red blacks are down to their third string quarterback, but they're not forget mean, that. But they're from top to bottom. They're just like you said, red blacks just aren't that good. They, they really aren't, aren't like, and it, that's from coaching from player management. And there've been injuries. I get it. They're, don't get me wrong. Dustin crumb, I think could be a very good quarterback in the CFL. Oh yeah. But, he needs people around him. Needs an offensive line. He needs a receiving core. He needs a running back or two. Um, yeah. He needs a coach who doesn't make wild decisions. It's, yeah. Now, did you see in this game the onside punt? I did. That is one that hasn't been used, and I've seen it before. I, I want to say it was a playoff game I saw it in. It is the dumbest play ever invented in the CFL, and it makes the league look like a joke. But how is it different, an onside kick, than a punter kicks the ball, runs down the field, and retrieves it? He got yards gained. 
that's that's my issue with it. The, to me, the onside punt is a great move. If you punt that ball up and you kick it high and either you have a guy behind you that's full sprints or your full sprint to get that ball first, that's fine. I'm cool with that. The fact that it was second down and because the ball was thrown to him in a forward pass and he punted that ball, that's a change of possession. He now grabs that ball. It's now first down. That's the problem with the rule, in my opinion. Because no. he didn't get... Yards weren't gains. But that's the that's what makes the CFL so damn unique and so damn cool to watch because there's rules in the in there that people don't even know about. I mean, that play hasn't been used in 20, 30 years, probably. I can't I, I, I want to say I don't, I don't ever remember it being used. When it happens, I literally got a, on the text message and messaged some people and was like, how did this happen? And the ruling technically is when the ball connects with the guy's foot in that specific instance, that is a change of possession yes. because of the wording of the rules. As long as that ball crosses the line of scrimmage. Which it did very clearly. But so you're, run, you're running with the ball, right? You're past the line of scrimmage. That ball pops out and you kick that ball. It's not considered that. It has to be an intentional drop kick. It has to, and it has to be behind the line of scrimmage and kicked. Yes. It can't be kicked in front of the line of scrimmage. It so, has but if to you're, be done. But if you're, you get the ball handed off to you, the ball pops out and you kick that ball, still yeah. not the thing. Intent matters. Yes. It's one of the very few rules in football where, not very few rules, but one of the very few unique twists to the CFL game that, Intent matters. I love that a freaking coach looked into this and went into the history of the CFL in a game that meant absolutely nothing and thought, we're going to do this. <laughs> Look, it's genius. I don't like the rule, but the fact that it's there, use it. You're it's dumb the, not to. Now, the question is, will the rule, will this play be used in the Grey Cup? Eastern or Western final? Maybe. Why not? Problem is, is now everyone's aware of it. Yes. But if you can do it. You need the right person. And I think, like, and I don't know who kicked the ball. I have no idea. But I believe he was a kicker. Like, he was like a kicker coming up through junior and high school. So he Could played be. whatever position, and a receiver and a kicker. So they... I'm sure they practiced it. This wasn't a whim. Oh, this yeah, was something yeah. they this practiced. Was a play that they, in a uh, lockdown practice without the media there, they practice the shit. Oh, out this of is that. to me. This is one of those. If you have a, a practice facility that's covered after practice, the the special teams coach and the kicker and the player that's doing it, those are the three people who know what's going on. That's it. Yes, like you, you, not even the rest of the team doesn't know because you don't want anyone saying anything, and then you tell the quarterback. Call this, he'll know what to do. Hit him on a hitch. Because <laughs> it, it was so expertly done. It, it was just wild. But no, I mean, the Red Blacks have a lot of rebuilding to do. As do a lot of the teams. Including? including the Calgary Stampeders who lose in Hamilton by a score of 15 to 22. And I put Dave's not here, man, because it's a famous quote. Can you name the movie that quote is from? Um, Chichi Chong. No, well, 
I was originally where it's from. Dude, where's my car? Brought it into the into the younger generation's viability. Okay, I'll give you that. Thank but you. it was originally Cheech and Sung. Dave's not here, man. No, no, no. It's Dave. Like I said, man. Dave's Dave. not here. One of my favorite things, sorry, of Tommy Chong is that because he was on that '70s show, and they had to write him off randomly. They weren't prepared for it. He didn't show up to shooting. They didn't know what happened to him. He got. FBI raided his house because someone else was using his name on uh, marijuana paraphernalia. So like selling bongs and pipes and everything using his name. And so he was like, they had to write him off without intending to, because he was ended up in jail and in like this huge FBI probe. That's hilarious. But I cannot see how, up and in Smoke, way, that was the name of the movie, by the way. Yes. Sorry, it just came How, um, Dude, Where's My Cars, the, the movie that brought it to yeah. uh, with Ashton Kutcher. And I believe it I believe it was Cheech or Chong, I can't remember which one it was, that uh, did the, the, the bit in the Dude, yeah. Where's My Car movie. But Dave's not here, man, because I cannot see a way in any way, shape, or form that Dave Dickinson is still the coach next year for the Stampeders. I think he will be the coach next year for the Stampeders. I, I don't think he'll be the GM. Because right now, I, you got to remember, he's GM slash coach. That's that's fine. You can find a GM and coach. Yeah. I don't. I. If you don't, Calgary Sports and Entertainment is just slapping Stampeders fans in the face. How can you have a season go this horribly and not have any consequences? Not one coach has been fired. Do you really? No, I'm not going to go there. Um, on grounds that might get me incriminated. I think Dave's job is pretty secured. Um, Dave is one of the smartest offensive coaches in the league. So is um, so is the Godfather, and he he trade he um was fired from coaching positions. Yeah, but he. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I think. Um, circumstances were handed to Dave that he had no control of. And, um, and I I, honestly, I think being the GM and the coach isn't working out. I I don't know how you could be both. How can you be your own boss? Cause who, who does the coach answer to the GM? Yeah. But so then he just has arguments with himself. Well, no. So he obviously has someone he reports to, whether that be the ownership group or, yeah, is uh, Hoffnagel the president. football operations? Yeah. yeah. Head of foot, so, the president of football operations, I think. But it's called. like this isn't this isn't a new thing. Like it's Coach Buono was also GM for many oh, yeah. years. So but he was, hated it. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I th- like I think Coach Buono is one of the smartest coaches ever in the CFL. It also looked like he hated every moment that he was in, like, on the sidelines or in the booth. Like, he never looked like he was having fun until the games were over. Who, Wally? Wally. He oh, looked like yeah. he was ready to chew someone's head off at a moment's notice because he was. Like, that's that's the competitive nature of games. I would love to get and talk to a few um, alumni that uh, played for Wally and off the air because they wouldn't say it, what they no. really thought on the air. Um, it'd be cool to, to hear. 
and I'm sure, and I'm sure it's a yeah, we're scared of him because he's so well respected. He is the again. I don't use the name Godfather. So did we have this discussion before? Um, I think we had this conversation with um Arlen Bruce. Did we? Okay, because it's yeah. starting. To, my brain's going. This is like I'm. Bad. I'm pretty sure because he was talking about how he came back to BC. Right. And G-Roy called him and said, tell tell coach that you are in the best shape of your life. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I just, I mean, the Tiger Cats aren't a good team either, but they're better than the Stampeders. The Stamps are literally, they've self-destructed. Um, it's sad to watch such a great team for so many years. I mean, they've made the playoffs since... 2005 that's the last time they didn't make the playoffs and there's not a chance in hell they're going to make the playoffs this year that's a almost 20 years of making the playoffs yeah right it's sad but but every team goes through it i was gonna say you need to go through it i mean the bc line just kind of came out of a slump themselves the last couple years Mm -hmm. where this is this will be the second time since 2012 that the Lions have hosted back or yeah, have hosted back to back playoff games. Um, and before that it was like a couple year stretch, but it was every other year or every few years you were hosting. Do you want to drive down to the uh, Western final? If we get maybe if we um, get in. <laughs> what possibly could go wrong? We're all gonna die. <laughs> Story for, for those, another day. I was gonna say for those uh, who don't know what we're talking about, th- maybe one day we'll just have like story time of all of our <laughs> random sports stories. That's funny. Um, let's jump into next week. Picks for next week. Well, I'm actually gonna get rid of that that little one there and do this one. Oh, look at you go! Week 18. We have three days of football this week. We have Friday, October 6th, the 4 p.m. game. The early game is the Edmonton Elks, the poor Edmonton Elks, going in to face Toronto. Um, I think it might be a closer game than I expect. I think Toronto's going to kind of show everybody what, they're, what they're made of. Why? Why are you putting... Why? Putting you're, your not second... sit, you're not going to sit Kelly for six weeks. Come on. No, but I think you're going to... I think you give them... The, Blue Bombers game off for smart tactical reasons. And you yeah. give them this game, you might give them half a game off. Get the lead and then just just let them go with it. In my opinion, I would give him this game because it's the Elks. It'd be actually be fun to see a competitive game with your second team playing the Elks' first team. Yeah, and the Elks have been good recently. Like they they have been, yeah. but Toronto's just on another level. They're, they're, um, who, I mean, they're the class of the league right now. They're going to win, hands down. So taking that, uh, your pick is going to be the Toronto Argonauts? By 10 or wow. more. Wow. 10 yeah. or more. I'm going to take the Toronto Argonauts. I'm going to say it's less than an eight, less than a nine-point game. Okay. So I'm going to go over 10, 10 and over, and you're going nine and under. Yeah. Okay. So you, the, line, the line for us would be nine and a half. You take yeah. over, I take under. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, then the evening game. The 7 p.m. game, the, the game that literally, and, I, and I'm not saying this literally in the definition of literal being not literal, because apparently that's a legal definition of literally now, literally decides who will have first place in the West. 
The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are coming into the BC Lions at 7 p.m. You you had something to say. Sorry, I wanted to get that out before I forgot. Nope. Okay. Um, it's going to be a close game. I can't... I cannot vote against the BC Lions in this game because A, they're at home. And the last time, the last time the Lions faced the Blue Bombers at home with home field advantage, they had a decent sized crowd. And what did they do? They held them to never scoring a touchdown. They got nine points. Three field goals, just for those who. Three, three, six, nine. Three Three field goals. Three, 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 three. I have, back in August, I looked at the schedule. You did. You were on the air when you said this. And I said October 6th. It was after the, uh, the Bombers had kicked her ass. You know the funny thing is? Bombers kicked her ass. Bombers kicked her ass. Bombers kicked her ass. I've heard it over and over and over. They kicked her ass. They scored 50 points. We scored, I think, one, seven. 13. I think we scored. Yeah, I think we scored 13. 13. <clears throat> I said it then. Wake up. October 6. Doesn't matter how much you beat us by in August. We scored nine. Nine. Oh, no. Sorry. That's going back last no. year. Never mind. It doesn't matter how much you scored in August. Because come October 6. It's going to, as my brother said on uh, CFL Chatter today, it's going to be someone's nightmare. Yeah. It's going to be the Mafia's worst nightmare. The Lions are going to win this game. I would love to see them win by 50 to 13. It ain't going to happen. It was 14. 14. I looked it up. It ain't going to happen. We're going to win. I'm going to say by three. I, oh I, my God, I'm going to have fun. I want to see what the, the Vegas um, over underline is for this because, uh, or point spread is for this game because. I bet you they give it to the Bombers. I bet you we go in underdogs. I, I bet you. I bet you, bet you, bet you. I'm opening it up, oddstracker.com. Winnipeg. At BC. It's going to be a game. Then the next day. Sorry. What oh. do you. I found it. One and a half points. Oh, yeah. They're not even point. saying. They're not even saying a safety is going to be the difference in this game. Do you think for a second. I said I heard it over and over and over. Oh, we beat you by 50 points. We scored 50 points on your team. Blah, blah, blah. Do you think the players did not hear the same thing? Do you think they didn't read the press? Do you think they haven't listened to Smurf Mafia beak off all season? See, and now this is where I wish... it will be. This is where I wish the CFL would look to the NFL... Um, and make the substitutions. So the NFL a couple of years ago decided that there were some games that the when they made the schedule early in the year would not make for good TV partway through the year because of whatever. I wish that they ch- looked at this and said, you know what, I 
I love the fact that it's a 7 p.m. game Pacific time, but we want to have a pregame show for this because yes, give me give me, give us half an hour, give us 15 minutes just to build up this game, and we'll move the Hamilton Tiger Cats Saskatchewan to the evening game on on the Friday. Yes, and swap those two or the Monday 10 o'clock game. In my opinion, it's it's silly to have a 10 o'clock game on a Monday, even it's though it's Thanksgiving. It's yeah. Thanksgiving. But why wouldn't, again, this is, we, we've talked about this before, synergy with the NFL. You have your game end, and then you have four, half hour, 45 minutes, and it goes into the Monday nighter. Yes. But I'm taking the Lions, obviously. I, this is, this is, I actually work games on Saturday. I will be home in time to watch this game, and I made sure of that, because I was like, Friday. Friday. Oh no. Oh no. Did you screw up? I'm not going to be home. Folks, 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 folks. Hold on. I'm going to put Jake in the penalty box and I'm going to look into the camera and say, what the living hell? He's supposed to be the host. I'm the co-host. He can't even watch a day and be home to watch the most, the biggest game of the year. Okay. He's been, he's back. So, what are you doing? I'm checking my schedule. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, it is the game of the season. It is as big as we're making it out. It is as big as TSN can make it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody has talked about it. Folks, it's four days away. I went on a rant many times over the last two months about how much the Smurf Mafia pissed me off. I've been waiting for this game. Lions, don't let me down. That's all I got. And then we have a whole night to absorb that game. Let the trash talking begin on social media because let's face it, no matter which way it goes, there will be trash talking. And I'm probably going to stay off of Facebook for the night just because whether a win or a loss, I don't have the time. I don't know how, I don't know how these grown men who supposedly have jobs can stay up until three o'clock in the morning replying as a troll to everything. Oh my God, it's funny. Um, then Saturday, an evening game, a 4 p.m. start, the Hamilton Tiger Cats going into Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I think this is going to be a closer game than <clears throat> it's. Uh, I think this could be. Don't get me wrong. Winnipeg Blue Bombers BC Lions clearly the highlight game. I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Tiger Cats could be the game of the of the week. What? I really do. I think these two teams are very equal. Are you sure these aren't edibles? Yeah. Dude, you're I talking about be... the same week BC plays Winnipeg for first place in the West. Because there is a chance, and we've seen it go both ways with these with the with both of these teams, that it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Yes, very much so. Could be. Hamilton Tiger Cats, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, I think is going to be a shootout close game. You know what's cool about that game? What? Is if the riders lose. And Ottawa somehow puts something together and beats Montreal. We could still have a crossover, folks. We could have, for the first time ever, the first time, 
First time. An Eastern team will cross over to the West. And now for those of you who may not be um, a, a normal CFL viewer, crossover, basically because um, there are only three teams that make the playoffs, the CFL has a rule built in where if the fourth place team in the opposite division has a better record than the third place team, they can cross over and they'll play in the opposite division's semifinal. Yes. So in this case, it would be Hamilton... Or sorry, Ottawa crossing no, over Hamilton. and playing. Hamilton. Ham- I was wrong. Hamilton. Yeah. I had to look. Hamil- Hamilton crossing over. No, Hamilton is in third. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Red it Blacks. Be- okay, I, I was right. The Red Blacks time. are in fourth in the East, but they would be third in the West. So they would then cross over and play either BC or Winnipeg at BC or Winnipeg. Now, the thing is, right now, the Rough Riders are six and nine. Now, you can't tie. You can't you have this you can't have six wins. You have to have seven wins in order for the crossover to come into effect. Yes. yes. Okay. So the Red Blacks have one, two, three games left. And they need to win out, don't they? They play so well they they don't be well they do because they only have four wins. So they have to win. Yeah. yeah. So they play it's not an I mean you could have tough schedules and then you could have this schedule. Yeah. They play Montreal. Going to be a hard game. Yep. And then back-to-back Toronto. Now, having said that, hmm. Not that there's collusion in the league at all, but wouldn't it be funny if they went out? It ain't going to happen, but there's still a chance. Hey, they would have never to win say out, never. and Saskatchewan would have, would to, have lose to lose out. Which is doable, because I believe Saskatchewan has a rough schedule as well. Like, uh, not rough. as rough as that, but still rough. Oh, yeah. Oops, I blew that. That's not what I wanted to do. There we go. Uh, the Riders... Sorry, I was kind of quiet there for a sec. Um... <clears throat> So they play the Thai Cats, then they play the Stampeders, and then they play Ottawa, or sorry, and, and then they play the Argonauts <laughs> for their last game of the season. So really, they need to win one of those games, and it's fine, and they're they're in. Yeah, and really, this is like Saskatchewan Stamps is always a close game, no matter how each team are doing. Yeah. Anything's possible. Riders will make the playoffs in my if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money oh. on the riders making the playoffs. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting I'm putting a hundred dollars on the riders to make the playoffs and five dollars on that long shot chance because I'll make way more money on that five dollars. <laughs> um and then in Canada we have this lovely holiday on Monday. It's called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, when it actually should be and not in November, like you psychopaths in the States have it. Um I mean, if we're going to alienate our European audience oh. earlier in the show, we might as well <laughs> alienate you, our American audience. Did you just call like 100 million people psychopaths? Have you seen them? Have you seen their political system? Have you seen them? Stop. Have you seen what's happening? Stop. Monday, October 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Ottawa Red Blacks are taking on the Montreal Alouettes. I'm taking Montreal on that one. 
Yeah, I'm taking Montreal probably by two touchdowns. Who are you taking in the... We never really talked about... Oh, we never did. In the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Saskatchewan Rough Riders game. I'm... I'm going to take the Tiger Cats. Again, I think it could be a very close game. I'm going to take the Tiger Cats. I'm taking the Riders on that one. Because I just, I want to see, I want that, now that I know, like I didn't realize that the crossover was that close to happening. Mm, well. I want Saskatchewan to lose out just because of that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Ottawa's going to win because I'm taking the Alouettes in the in the the, the Monday game. But so if Saskatchewan not- loses out, there's a chance. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now, something we didn't talk about. So I'm putting you on the spot while we're on stream an hour and 20 minutes in where you're already so tired. You're looking ready for a nap (laughs) because it's a holiday. Are we doing the show live on Monday? Are we going to move it to Tuesday? Ooh, my show's my other show's Tuesday. Now we could also this. This might be a, an interesting thing. Do a lead into the Canucks game. On Wednesday. Ooh. A one-time special Wednesday show. Let's do that. All right. We have just decided. These are the type of conversations. This is a little peek behind the curtain of how professional we are. Um, (laughs) I realized it was a holiday and we're probably going to be having dinner somewhere for Thanksgiving. I have no idea when, where, or if. Depends how many of us that were on this cruise are still sick. Allison's got a horrible cold. I'm coming down with a cold. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I had like a cough for about three days, four days, and it's perfect. I'm perfectly fine now. DJ um, says, I refuse. He refuses what? I'm not sure. I, I kind of I look over every once in a while. Your mom says things. I have no idea what she's talking about. But then again, we were married for 18 years, and I had no idea what she was talking about most of the time. You're making me wait two more days for your Sakaris interview. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, we have to do it Monday. We have to do it Monday. Good thing we have DJ keeping us. I would we would have realized it. I would have realized it like later tonight when I was actually thinking and not. We'll on, have to figure a way to do it Monday. Well, there's always a way to do it on Monday. It's easy. Yeah. Well, we'll do it Monday. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Sorry, sorry, not, not sorry. sorry. No, DJ, we appreciate you. I thank you. He also wore his one of one Hughes Sports podcast hoodie on the show. Did he? Because <clears throat> he is the rightful winner of the Hugh Sports Bracket Challenge. And doesn't he live in BC somewhere? He does. He lives in... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. He lives in Prince George. Yeah, he does. Yes. Don't diss the mama bear. <laughs> Told you. It's just random. I don't understand it most of the time. Yeah, just, I don't know what she's on about. <laughs> um. Also, just to cover back the, the facts that you're like, oh, we might not have any... European uh, audience. Um, they're the second most. Europe is the second highest listenership. One country in Europe is the second highest listenership to our podcast. Canada's first. No. The Netherlands. Who the hell listens from the Netherlands? You know what? I don't know. However, I just want to thank you. <laughs> And I apologize for saying all Europeans drive like motherfuckers. I said puckers. I didn't use the F word. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. You you did do that. Um, but yeah. So we are going to be live next week in some way, form, or fashion. It might on be Monday. Really weird. We will be live on Monday. We will have to figure that out. 
Um, it's DJ with his VPN. <laughs> <laughs> no, DJ, I appreciate you. At least you're honest. <laughs> oh, that's uh, freaking awesome. I love you, DJ. <laughs> so. Till next week. Till next week. I appreciate you coming, hanging out. Please do like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Check us out at hughesports.ca because starting probably on Saturday, there will be a weekly post reviewing the Canucks games. I'm going to amalgamate all the preseason games into one post because, let's face it, they don't mean that much until the last couple. But every week, I will be putting out a post on a day that there's not a game. So if there's a Saturday, Sunday game, I might post it on the Friday or the Monday, depending on my schedule and the team schedule. I don't want to post it on a game day because I want to include as many games as I can in each post. Doing one a week for the entire season. And we're going to see the positivity. We're going to see the positivity start out here. We've got a great season, and we're going to either see it climb to we're untouchable, screw you all, we're planning the parade, or it's going to descend into madness and everyone deserves to be fired and let me run the goddamn team. And you beautiful people get to come along on the adventure and the journey. Because oh, every week, despite what the old man... <laughs> what'd you say? I said, feel sorry for me. He's he's going to... I'm going to drag him into this sense of madness or or he's going to be planning the parade with me. By, by week five... It's going to be one or the other or both, depending on what just happened that the, the night before. But you beautiful people, have yourself a wonderful night. Mwah, and goodbye.